Good morning, Providence Church. My name is Gabriel, and today I'm joined by my friend Andrew Rutten and my other friend Ann Baker. Ann, can you say hi? Hello. <laughs> and so um, we're going to do a sort of a, a few standalone podcasts for the next few weeks. And this is actually, um, yeah, so this was like maybe one of the first blogs that we ever wrote, but we just haven't published it yet. We wrote yeah. it maybe like three months ago or something like that. Yeah, back in January. Yeah. And it's um it's on the topic of scripture, um and I basically asked Anne, hey Anne, you're a scripture reader on Sunday morning, um at our church, uh like why do we read scripture? Although I I had like a a sense of like, kind of like, why we do that, um but I really wanted her to like flesh it out, especially if she's the one who's actually like reading scripture, like on Sundays and, um probably devoting more time to that. I'm just assigning scripture references mm-hmm. to her to read because I think it's important. Um, but yeah, just to stop and pause and think like, why do we actually do that? Why do we read scripture aloud on Sundays? Um, and, and, uh, I really, really loved your blog. You started out, um, with this sort of beautiful, uh, metaphor or analogy of a wedding and comparing that to like scripture reading. Could you explain that just a little bit? Yeah. So I used the illustration of the wedding because most people have been to at least one wedding before. So, you know, when you go the center of it is the bride and the groom and not just the ceremony, but the whole day. I mean, you don't, you don't eat the cake until they cut it. The dance doesn't start until they do their first dance. Mm. Um, the party really starts when they walk into that reception. And so everything kind of stems and pours out of the bride and groom. And so I feel like so too church, what is the purpose? Why do we gather on Sunday mornings? We gather to worship God and to gain a better understanding and to grow in deeper intimacy with God. And so how do we do that? I think it's all through scripture. And we worship God through scripture. We learn more about God. In fact, some people say that the Bible is God's love letter to us. And so what better way to grow in intimacy with God than to read his love letter to us? And so if we were to come to church, we could still come and we could do all the things and it would be a great fun Sunday morning, but if we don't center it on scripture, if we're not reading scripture, if we're not unpacking it in a sermon, if we're not focused on that, then we would miss the reason we're there. We'd miss the center of it. Just like if you go to a wedding Mm. and you never see the bride and the groom the whole day, you would miss the reason that you're at the wedding. Mm -hmm. I really like the analogy because I felt like, um, you know, with that, on that wedding day, there are a lot of other, like, amazing pieces and things happening, you know, and you kind of mentioned some of that, and there's, you know, cake, and there's dinners, and there's dancing, and there's, you know, beautiful church, or wherever they're having it at, there's all these kind of things, and all that stuff's good, I mean, that's great, and it helps enhance the the wedding ceremony, but you're right, the, the actual centerpiece that makes all that stuff so fun, or so good, or you can just see the emotion or whatever in, in the, the people there is the bride and the groom. And so if you remove that, everything else just becomes maybe a random disconnected party or something like that where you're trying to figure out what's actually happening here. And so I, I love that because when, especially when we do our services on Sunday, um, yeah, there's other things that are, that are great about our services and, and there's, you know, people you get to connect with and we get to sing and we get to uh, hear, you know, this word and we get to hear it preached and maybe applied and we get to, to pray together and we get to just hang out and talk together. And there's all this stuff that's really good, um, but that's all centered around 
the truth of, of God's word, like he said. So I just felt like that was a really helpful analogy to think through, especially even our Sundays, that there's a lot of really, really good and fun stuff, but it, it should all kind of flow out of the truth of, of God's word, which was helpful for me to think through. Yeah, for sure. And if you've been going to church all your life, like some of us have, I think it's good to just step back and ask yourself, why do we read scripture? And then um, what would it be like if we took that out of the church service? Because it's easy to think that it's just one little piece of it. Like it's in the bulletin maybe, so that's mm-hmm. why we do it. Or it's, it's what people have always done. But if you took it out, what would the service be like? I mean, everything, like you said, revolves around it. The sermon then comes after the scripture reading because then you're teaching from the scripture. And so um, that is why we read it. That's why it's centered there. And and it's good just to ponder that. Mm. What would the church service be like without having his word present? So what do you what do you guys think about? I, I know that there's and this probably isn't a new trend at all, but there's always kind of a wave of. Um, either churches who begin to stray away from scripture and you see it less and less in the church services or in people's lives, or um, even I, I know there's some kind of a little bit more modern, like if we, if, if you know, scripture, it's feels old and stuff. So if you sit there and you read scripture a lot, it just is going to, it's not going to feel fun or exciting for the church service. And so there's this kind of like pull to mm-hmm. maybe reach people kind of without scripture or get to people on a Sunday morning, have it either be really fun or whatever. And, you know, scripture kind of doles it down a little bit. So you, you don't hit on that as much or it's just sprinkled throughout. What do you guys see as the, the, the biggest danger in that? So if a church service uh, or if a church has their services slowly shifting away from having scripture as the center, the focal point, um, what do you guys see as the danger that could happen to that church? Yeah, I feel like there's, uh, within the church, it's very easy to sort of like take just sort of like um, pop culture rubric or like cliches that you've heard and not actually like truth. Although some of those cliches might be true. You know, you, you're kind of coming at it from like the wrong like side of things because you don't think that people can like understand or more importantly, you don't think the spirit can work through yeah. like the yeah. Holy Spirit or yeah, the Holy Spirit can work through the Holy Scripture. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think that's m- my propensity. And I even see it myself when I like leading worship, like oftentimes it's easy to come up with like a, a slogan or like a line yep. to say than yep. to like actually like a verse to like read to bring a verse with me like on stage it's just easier yeah much easier Mm -hmm. but i don't know and what do you think (laughs) well i'm thinking of this church i heard about that is targeting more millennials and it was asking itself what can we do to be more attractive to millennials and i guess i don't really like that phrase that hits me wrong because i don't feel like church needs to be attractive and i know that it's easy to start to do shows and lights and and different things to try to bring people in and to keep it fun and I mean I agree I love a good church experience but I think I mean the danger of taking scripture out of it is that it puts it more on us because if we're not reading about God or or maybe we're just talking about God but if we're not reading his word then most of the words are coming from us Mm. and I think um it's an it's easy to go that way I can see how that happens because that's just our human nature after so long we think that we have these really good ideas and we want to try different things. But the danger is the more we take scripture out, which is his 
word to us, then the more it comes back to us. It's all of our words. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. And it, yeah, it is super interesting. And so in light of that, I do think it's important to see what like the Bible says about itself. <laughs> right. I, I, we won't get into this, but all things are sort of based on themselves. And the Bible mm-hmm. likewise is based on like, that sounds like another podcast. It sounds like another podcast. We'll get into that, that some other time. <laughs> but um, the Bible actually does have a lot to say about what it is and like from like the words of God. Um, so does anyone have that pulled up? It's 2, two Tim 3.16. Yeah. I'll read it. It says, this is Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Mm. And that's so good because, I mean, the first thing it says is that scripture is breathed out by God. And there's a few places in scripture, Old Testament and New Testament, that say, um, that tell us that it's, it's from God, inspired by God. This is breathed out by God. And so we know that when we're reading this, it's amazing that we are reading God's word to us and that it's profitable. So profitable is a very positive word it's for profit it's for gain and we use the bible um, for teaching for rebuke for correction and for training in righteousness Mm. and then that how it says the man of god may be complete equipped for every good work so my logic tells me that the scripture makes us complete and equipped for every good work so without scripture without us reading scripture that we are not complete Mm-hmm. and that we are not fully equipped for every good work. And I see that in my own life. If if I don't have scripture at hand, I am not fully equipped to to use it for any of those things, teaching or training, mm-hmm. or what about fighting off Satan, the devil? We know that scripture can be used. Jesus, when he was in the desert, which was a s- just an extreme form of temptation he used scripture to resist temptation which was in the form of satan and so we too can use that we can Mm. pull from that if that's if that's in our hearts i think about my daughter who's four she can hear a song like one and a half times and she's got it completely memorized and she'll sing the whole thing and actually a couple days ago i was in the car and I was listening to satellite radio and an old song by Whitney Houston came on. It was like <laughs> 1993. And without any hesitation, I started like belting it no. out. I knew every word. I was like, how do I know this? And I mean, this has happened to so <laughs> many people that what is lodged in you? I mean, you have it yeah. from a long time ago and it just comes out without any hesitation. And same thing with scripture. The more you put it in you and verses I knew as a kid, I can still pull out mm. today. So the more that mm. it, you're reading it aloud or to yourself, it's right there at the ready so that when you need to um, be taught something, either you need to teach yourself something or you're encouraging fellow Christians or you need to be fully equipped for every good work. When you need to fight off temptation, spiritual warfare, the devil, you have that at the ready. So those just those verses really speak to me in, in how scripture is profitable to mm. all of us. Yeah. That's great, yeah. And I, I love in Second Timothy 3, in the beginning he's talking about just kind of godlessness and so just how we kind of stray from walking with God or holy living. And then he shifts into this passage, and I love that um, he says uh, in verse 15 that 
Paul's writing this to Timothy, and he says that uh, how from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred writings or the scriptures of the Bible, uh, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So I love that first he says, you know, these are the scriptures that like bring you to faith. Like, like these have the words that, that enact our faith in Jesus Christ. And then he goes on to say everything that you were just saying, and that, and then at that point, it's what like sustains us. It, it gives us truth. It, it allows us um, to to live in uh, righteousness, and as you said, that we may be complete and equipped in our Christian life through this through word. And so, I mean, there's nothing more like powerful than that. It has the truth that leads you to salvation and it has the truth that like helps you walk in that afterwards and so um yeah i love that you you really hit on this passage because it really is i mean it's a it's a centerpiece in all of the scriptures to tell why scripture matters so much because there's really not much Mm -hmm. else that's that important than coming to faith and then walking in faith you know as a as a christian and so I, i love that paul really hits that really well there's another great verse in Isaiah. Do you mind if I read that? No, Are you please. Already, you're already there. Here. Isaiah 55. You pull it up in yours. Okay. Uh, let's see. So, for as the rain, this is Isaiah 55:10. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but shall accomplish that which I purpose. Mm-hmm. So again, it's coming out of God's mouth. This is a great picture, isn't it? I love yeah. this illustration. I'm a sucker for like garden <laughs> analogies. But I was thinking on this this morning, this, this rain coming down and that it, it doesn't go right back up to the earth without, or up to heaven before watering, bringing life, bringing growth. I think of the crops and our ag community and how devastating if they don't receive any water, if our crops don't receive water, it means drought. Mm. And a long enough drought means famine. And a bad enough famine means death. And so how important the rain is. And so, and so God's saying that his word is just like that, that he pours it down to us and that it brings life and growth in us mm-hmm. so that we don't have those, we don't have that drought and that famine, but that we have life and growth because mm. of that. That's I love good. that. Yeah, that's that's super good, and it, I love that the fact that um, that like in uh, in Timothy it talks about God breathing the words of the Bible, and then here it says like it comes out from His mouth, and so for God to like speak is like a pretty big deal, um, especially in a world where people believe that God is like silent or dead mm-hmm. or just not doesn't talk at all. Um, but and in your blog you kind of get to this point where you say that likewise we are to like speak the words of God aloud. So what, what power would you say is there in like reading God's word aloud? You know, like why, I don't know. And, or feel free for anyone to chime in. Like, why is that like important? Well, I think, I mean, there's another verse in Timothy in first Timothy where he encourages to, to devote yourself to public reading. Um, and not just public, but why do we read it? Why do we read scripture ourselves, And why do we do it aloud? Well, I think this verse, these verses in Isaiah really show us why reading scripture is so important, why we just put it on our hearts. I mean, it does not return to him empty. There is life and growth because of it. And there is power in reading his word 
aloud. I don't know if that's a practice that anybody does. Do you guys read the word aloud? Uh, sometimes. Yeah, sporadically. <laughs> yeah. If I'm I alone like and there's no people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think that's a good practice. You should go in your house and, and when you decide to open up your Bible and read read a passage, go ahead and read it out loud. And I think that's one, I mean, it, I feel like that's how it's meant to be. I mean, mm. that's a lot of this was oral. I mean, they, yeah. they told it to people in the Old Testament. Um, but also, because it's God's word, because he's speaking it to us, it makes it a little more powerful to speak it out loud. And just as a reminder that these are words spoken from a God to us. And so I think it's so powerful to read aloud. And so when you get the chance, you should every once in a while read it aloud to yourself, to your children, to your spouse. Read it with somebody else. That's very good. Uh, well, to get a little practical, um, if I'm convinced, like, yeah, like, the scripture is the word of God, I'm all on board, uh, what are some ways in which uh, we can sort of uh, do this? Like, what what natural opportunities are there? Obviously, there's, like, Sunday mornings, right, where we read God's word on Sunday as, like, mm-hmm. the centerpiece of our service. Um, but I'm thinking, like, within city groups, within friends and loved ones who are sick, like, how do we incorporate this into like the everyday rhythms of our life the first one you so you just mentioned at the end there the uh kind of speaking scripture to friends and loved ones who are sick or who in need one of the things that i run into personally or i've had a lot of conversations with people about is when when times do get hard or maybe yeah somebody is um you know somebody's gotten sick and you're there with them or you're trying to evangelize somebody or or whatever when when a situation is a little bit tough a lot of times we feel like we don't know what to say or we don't have anything to say and i love that and you mentioned this that in the second timothy 3 passage i think this would say if you have scripture you're well equipped for those situations and so um, part of it is um, to be just, I don't know, to, to help love and care for people around us when maybe times get hard. So maybe a, a family member or a friend, um, you know, is in the hospital and to get to go uh, and have some sort of comfort or encouragement through the scriptures for them. Um, it may seem like, uh, you know, I don't know. In my mind, sometimes I think, well, they wouldn't really want that or, or it's going to feel like antiquated and outdated. I need to say something, you know, new or something that like I could come up with and phrase. And I mean, I just think that my words will never have the power or the comfort that these words have. And so there's just so much in here that uh, if the Bible says that this is, you know, it equips you for the good work of just ministry and loving and caring for people, um, then the more of scripture that we have in our hearts in hard situations, there are things in the, in the Bible that speak into that or, or they can help comfort mm-hmm. or help encourage or help just share the truths of the gospel that we want somebody to understand, but maybe we don't know how to phrase it. Uh, the Bible does a pretty good job in a lot of places of showing that. And so we can just say, you know, this is what we believe and just give them scripture. And so, um, I think that's a big one. Um, to do that, we have to know it we have to read it and have that, you know, ready. Um, but if you do, I think it gives you the words and it gives you what to say, uh, maybe in hard situations in life. Mm. Yeah, and remind yourself that God's word is alive. I know that's it's such an abstract concept because it's a book, but think of, I mean, his words are alive. It says that they're living, it's his living word. And so it will, it will 
speak to you in different ways in different circumstances. And so it may be a verse that you've heard many times before, but it will speak to you in a different way and speak to someone else in a new way. And you have no idea how that verse that you, that you choose or that you read to them, like you said, someone who's sick, you say it and maybe you've heard it a lot or you don't think it will matter or it's antiquated, but because God's word is alive, it is powerful in that way that it will, it will make an impact and God will speak to them through that. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Here's one example. I've, I'm, uh, so we have a, a church in our city light family of churches called City Light Benson. <laughs> it's kind of like a reverse situation. So rather than like a situation arises and you look for like a scripture, they do this thing where they like, we'll have a scripture and then uh, they'll like go to the pastor and be like, hey pastor, I think I have a scripture for someone in the church. And they'll like read the scripture and they'll be like, hey, I don't know if that's for anyone in the church, but this is what, you know, God's laid on my heart. And they'll read the scripture and be like, does, any, does that land with anyone? And you know, certainly like sometimes it doesn't but sometimes it does and that's like a yeah. kind of a cool thing for like their prayer nights yeah. and i think that's kind of a little pentecostal but i kind of like <laughs> is that okay can i say that yeah no i mean i think that's good and i think that goes back to what you're saying you know, like the the word of god is alive and active and uh the spirit of god is also alive and active and so the spirit brings things to our mind or presses things in when we hear passages like that that um, you know, I mean, we are, it, it's a little bit mystical and kind of like out there, but like the idea of us being a family and connected, I mean, we just, we need each other and the spirit often uses other people to encourage and comfort. And so, mm. yeah, I think in, in those kind of things, whether it's our, you know, the worship nights that we do and, and we sit and we pray and we want to both pray to God, but we also want to hear from God. Part of the reason that we try to center it around some sort of scripture or pray scripture or something uh, it's because I think God still oftentimes uses that to speak into current situations in people's lives. So things like that where, yeah, maybe God brings a random scripture to mind. And maybe maybe that is for you. Maybe that's for you to be encouraged by that. Or maybe it's for you to share it. And because you, somebody else needs to hear someone else speak that in and the spirit is doing that. And so uh, that stuff can get a little bit like it feels foreign to us. It feels weird, especially if you're. I mean, especially in our culture, but if you're really like rational and logic driven, like that just doesn't really make sense. And so I know it's awkward to do sometimes, but yeah, I mean, I would encourage, um, you know, people, if you're, whether it's in a prayer meeting like that with, with people or whether you're just reading scripture and for some reason, I've done this a handful of times where somebody will just pop into my mind um, and even just shooting them a text or a call and mm -hmm. just throwing out that verse or just saying, you know, something about that because i I believe that's not, oh, I mean, maybe once in a while it's a coincidence, but I also believe that the spirit can do that. And somebody else, you know, in the family of God might need to be encouraged with what you're reading. And so I think God does that yeah. through us to help encourage one another. Yeah. And I encourage you um, just when you're going to church to, to say a prayer on the way or as you're walking in or as you're sitting down to ask God to to open up your ears to what you're hearing so that these verses may um, hit you in a new way or that whatever God's message may be through these words, that you will listen to them, that they'll come alive and that you pay attention during the call to worship. I so appreciate at mm -hmm. Providence, the call to worship, they are bringing, um, whoever is doing it is talking about is reading a verse from the Bible 
and they're showing and they're just encouraging us they're showing us they're centering us on why we're there and they're using Mm -hmm. scripture and then in worship gabe you often are reading scripture to us and so i encourage you to to pay attention to that and then if there's something you like if there's a psalm you like or or a verse in isaiah if that hits you then go home and read it and explore it more so many songs out there so many of our worship songs or Christian songs. I mean, they come from scripture. The lyrics come from scripture. At least the good ones. <laughs> so, so pay attention to that. I mean, scripture is amazing. And again, I would say, speak it aloud when you can um, say it aloud in your house. The more you speak it and read it, the more it's at the ready so that it can, can be profitable for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training and righteousness and memorize passages. Um, if, you have a little index cards you can put it around your house or put one in your car Mm. and even just one a week and then if you switch it out so you don't have to do a million note cards have one a week that you put in your car and it's amazing how you will use that verse later how it will speak to you or like Mm. you said Andrew that you will share it with somebody else who needs it and speak it if you have children speak it over your children Um, pray verses over them and teach them a Teach them to develop a, f- a healthy fear of the Lord, that, that the word of God is important mm. and that it's, and to take it seriously. And so to read it, to read it to them, to read it aloud to them, I encourage you to as much as you can, as you're reading your children's stories, storybook after storybook, put in the Bible too and, and read verses mm. over them and, and then use it in counsel with other people. As you're meeting with a friend or somebody's asking for advice or whatever it is, use scripture as much as you can yeah. in counsel. That's good. What, what would you say, how have you found it helpful in um, in your city group to have scripture either be like the, the centerpiece or, I don't know, Gabe, do you guys read it aloud in your city group much? Or how does, how does scripture uh, influence your city group? Yeah, we do read it aloud. Um, and I, so... Well, a few reasons reading it aloud has been helpful. Um, yeah, there's, um, you know, city groups are diverse places, and sometimes there's people that are, you know, they know how to read, but maybe aren't super good at it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, hearing it aloud has been very helpful yeah. for them to just, like, listen and hear. Um, but in addition to that, it's sort of, um, it's just a reminder that we're all, like, under this text together, yeah. right? That there's something, like, above us. And also, this is a weird one, though. So reading it aloud, if you think about it, um, when you read something aloud, the words that come out of your mouth, like, where are they? Like, in physical time and space, where are they? They're everywhere. And just, like, God in his scripture, when you read it aloud, mm. that noise is, like, everywhere. And mm. so it's just, like, this cool thing to, like, you know, have someone reading it, and it so sort of, like, reverberate through your house and... Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a little, that's an yeah. artsy farty answer, but. I <laughs> like that because I think that's why I like prayer walks or um, when I was a teacher, I used to walk the halls of the school and you would pray aloud yeah. before kids were there, like before school or after mm-hmm. school. And I think that's why I like it so much because then it's God's words and you're praying God's words over the doorways and just everywhere where the kids will be or where yeah. wherever you are. And so, yeah, God's words just that's reverberating great. out. I love that. That's cool. Yeah. So to fill your house good. with scripture. Fill your house yeah. with his word. Yeah. Speak it aloud. Put it in your heart. That's yeah. That's true. And putting the Bible, the ESV Bible guy, to like read your 
Bible out does not count. You actually have to do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, city groups, man. I think that that like to, and this is the struggle though, right? Because like you want like non Christians to come to city groups, um, but often we feel like uh, people that don't know Jesus are allergic to the Bible or whatever. But and this is something you've said uh, or something you've noticed that like g- in general, like say there's like a street evangelist or whatever. When that guy pulls out like the Bible, like the room kind of grows like quiet, and like everyone kind of like listens to like what is like being said from like the Word of God. It's the weirdest thing, even if they might not agree with the Bible, like they will stop and like listen to like what it says. Do you? I don't yeah, know if and I think that. too. I mean, it, everyone at some level is looking for some sort of truth, and if you ha- if you really believe this is true most people I've encountered are not super hostile towards it because yeah. at, at like a really deep soul heart level, everyone kind of wants to know what is truth, what gives life. And, and so if there's a chance that you might have it or your life reflects mm. that you really do have life and, and energy and you say, this is, you know, where I get that from. Um, I think people, maybe they seem disengaged, but I think at, at some level there is this, like interest in that. Um, and, and I don't think that's just with the Bible. I mean, I think that's, you know, there, there's just respect for holy books and different religions or yeah. those teachings. Cause I think people that, you know, aren't all in with one religion or faith, there's, I mean, they're just kind of looking and they want yeah. to know something. And so, um, so yeah, so I think there is this sense. I, I get that like in our, um, city group or when I've been in, you know, circles where, um, I know there's people that aren't Christians or who wouldn't say this is the word of God. It, it naturally makes you a little bit skittish to like really put that like front foot forward hard with, with scripture. But man, I think if we believe what we say, we believe that it is powerful, that it, that it does, you know, as first Timothy or second Timothy three says that it, it can make you wise for salvation, that it doesn't come back void, all that stuff. Mm. Um, then I think even out of love uh, for people and just out of integrity in our own souls, we need to just be kind of unashamedly, you know, pro-Bible. And I, I think that you can do that in a really loving way, and you can do that not to, you know, just try to prove other people wrong. Um, but these are the words that can save, you know, that lead you to faith, it says. And so, um, yeah, so I think we need to to be confident in that be loving and how we approach people with that that maybe disagree um but use it as a as one of our great tools to help show people truth and help try to lead people towards life in jesus Mm. great well uh and thank you so much for writing this um it's short and sweet it's if you guys have a chance you should go read it if you don't read stuff normally i double encourage you to go read it um yeah, and can I just pray for us real quick? That, please. Yeah. Um, yeah. God, please uh, make us people of your word, people that love your word, that love to meditate on it, that delight in it, that put it in our hearts, that read it aloud, Lord. Um, and yeah, like like it says in Second Timothy, Lord, uh, would it be profitable for us? Would you make us complete because of your word? Amen. Amen. Amen.